Romans chapter 5, verses 9 through 11, these are God's words. Much more then, having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his Son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. So far the reading of God's inspired and inerrant word. As we have seen, being made right with God through faith has brought us into a new condition of life, not a condition of sin and misery uh, under the wrath of God now, but now a condition of holiness and joy, having been made right with God. These come through not through comfort and ease of our circumstances, but through the comfort of the gospel and the peace that we have with God. So the comfort that we have, this holiness and joy uh, that we have and that is now increasing comes even in the midst of tribulation. Uh, it is something that comes because of the certainty not only that we are right with God in the present, but as we heard last week in verses 5 through 8 especially, uh, in the fact uh, that uh, this rightness with God is the result of an everlasting love, an electing eternal love from within God himself that began from all eternity, before the world was. Uh, and so if the way that you have been uh, that you have come to be right with God is because God has loved you from before the world began, your status of being right with God is full of comfort and gladness. And uh, the way that God demonstrated this love, we heard right before this passage uh, begins, the way that God demonstrates, sorry, present tense, uh, this love to you is in the fact that we, will, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So we are sure that we are justified because Christ, who is God himself in the flesh, uh, Christ has died for us. His righteousness is counted for us. His sacrifice is counted for us. It is absolutely impossible that we would not be forgiven of our sins if we are in Christ. It is absolutely impossible that we are not right with God. It is absolutely certain that we are right with God, that God declares us righteous. If we are in Christ, who died for the ungodly, who died for sinners. Now, if we can be sure that we are right with God through his death, much more than having now been justified his blood, justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. So we can be even more sure of a future blessing. So we have the blessing that is the beginning blessing, except for that it has no beginning. It is the love of God from all eternity. And we have the blessing that is the present blessing, that is knowing that you are right with God through faith in Jesus Christ, that you have been justified by his blood. And these are guarantees of a future blessing. We shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, verse 10, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved 
by his life. And so you have in verse 9 and verse 10 two things that are stated twice. And the first is this much more. Uh, In other words, when we were his enemies, Christ died for us. Now we're reconciled to him, as he goes on to say in verse 11, much more, uh, or as he says in verse 10, and we'll repeat in verse 11, much more shall we be saved. Uh, So there's a greater certainty. Uh, And the second thing that is repeated in the two verses is we shall be saved, something that is future. You see, salvation is not a moment in time in which you come to faith in Jesus Christ. Salvation is something that God has determined himself to be, um, determined that he himself will be unto us, a savior and salvation. It is something that Jesus has accomplished in history, in his righteous life and atoning death and powerful resurrection. It does include his bringing us to faith in him so that we are made right with him. But the salvation uh, will continue to be completed until the day of Christ Jesus. When he returns and there is the resurrection uh, and what chapter 8 is going to call the adoption of sons that is the redemption of our bodies, that completion of the work that the apostle talks about in Philippians 1 verse 6, when he says, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will bring it to completion in the day of Christ Jesus. So there is even salvation to come beyond our being made perfect in holiness, which just, which just happens at our death. You see, there is a day that is coming, uh, and the way that chapter 2 put it was a day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God who will render to each one according to his deeds. And so the apostle has already three chapters ago talked about this day of wrath. But for the believer, it's not a day of wrath. Because Jesus has been exhibited as a propitiation. He's been displayed as a propitiation. There's no wrath left for us. And so on the day when uh, many are being cast into hell, and the day where many who have been in the churches and learned some truth about Jesus and say, Lord, Lord, to Jesus, are being told, depart from me, I never knew you. On the day when many are being goats who are being turned aside and sent into everlasting destruction where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. For those who are believers in Jesus Christ, for those who have been justified through faith in him, it is a day of salvation. And it is, we may be even more sure about that future day than we might have been uh, about the day that we were being brought to faith. So there's this much more, and this shall be saved. So verse 9, much more then having now been justified by his blood present, we shall be saved, future, from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, past, much more, having been reconciled, present, we shall be saved, future, by his life. So you see how God is taking Uh, The love that he loved us with in what we will call, for lack of a better word, 
eternity past. And he's taking Christ dying for us while we were still sinners and making us right with God by his blood in history past. He's taking that and he says, now you're in the present condition of legally being right with God, justified, and relationally being reconciled to God, no longer enemies, but children united to Christ. And if you are legally justified and relationally reconciled, then you can be even more sure about the future part of the salvation than you uh, were up until this point about the past and the present parts uh, of the salvation. We shall be saved from wrath. And that gives us one last thing to rejoice in in the present. So far we have talked about rejoicing in the, or we have heard about rejoicing in the hope of the glory of God uh, in verse 2. And we have heard about rejoicing in our tribulations in verse 3. And we hear one more of these rejoicing or glorying's uh, we hear one more of them now in verse 11. Not only that, but we also rejoice, or we also glory in God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now we're skipping. Uh, where We are no longer talking about rejoicing in a hope or even in a glory. Uh, we are no longer talking about rejoicing in the the mechanism, the instrument through which the Lord is increasing our hope of that glory, the tribulations. Uh, we are talking about the one, the person, who is the object of our rejoicing. We rejoice in God himself because we don't just have hope and we don't just have good troubles that are increasing our hope or securing for us the hoped-for thing. We have already God himself because our justification was not only a legal act it was also a relational act. God is no longer our enemy. And not only is he no longer our enemy, in addition to, beyond, above, being our creator and our king, our lord, our ruler, our lawgiver, our judge, all of these good things, even our savior, God is now our father. We are reconciled to him through our Lord Jesus Christ, verse 11. Through his Son, verse 10. And through our Lord Jesus Christ, his Son, we have now received reconciliation. So we glory in God himself. He whom we will have in the last day when we are saved from wrath, and we will have him in his favor. Uh, in uh, peace with him, in his love for us and our love for him, in his delighting in himself and bringing us into his own delight in himself and in his giving us to delight in him. He whom we will have in all of these things in the last day, we already have him. We don't yet have the holiness. We don't yet love him like we should. We don't yet delight in him like we should, but him we already have. He is already our father. This is that which the Apostle John writes under the inspiration of the Spirit. Behold what manner of love the Father has shown unto us that we shall be called the children of God, and that 
is what we are present. Then he goes on to say, what we shall be has not yet appeared, future. We already have the heavenliness of heaven because we already have God himself. And in this we rejoice. Let's pray. We thank you, Father, for your mercy to us that you have given us not only salvation, but to know your salvation by your word and by your Spirit's blessing that word to us. And we pray that you would make us to know and be sure that we have you yourself already now, so that we can much more than know that we shall be saved in the day of wrath. And we pray that you'd make us to live in this knowledge of you, that you would increase those things that we are still looking to see perfected. Our hope, our love for you, our knowledge of your love for us, our joy, uh, that you would continue to increase those things and grant to us to live by them as we live in union with Christ and reconciliation with you. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.